We are back on the Hammer Down Show. This is 1017 The Hammer, 1017 thehammercom 1017 The Hammer mobile app, free to download. Also tell your Alexa to play 1017 The Hammer. All right, we're going to go over to our Hammerhead hotline. We're going to bring in uh, my former co-host. Um, he is uh, also on you know, Golden Black Radio on occasion. Uh, he is a former member of the Harrison track team. I'm sorry, participant Harrison track team. And, uh, yeah, man about town, as you know. Kyle Charters is with us. Hey, buddy. The former mascot of the Lafayette Leopards. I'm surprised you did not get that in there. That should be at the top of the list. Look, if you have too many of those accolades, it just if people just think you're conceited. I don't want that to happen. Like I just, you know, <laughs> you, you spread them out. So, like next time, I'll bring up the leopards thing. I'll bring yeah. up that you're a, a vigilante by night and that you have your own private helicopter. True. So then, you know, we'll move those aside and we'll just we'll, we'll keep mm-hmm. going down the list. Don't worry. You have you have more than like three things. Then people just think you're you're trying too hard. <laughs> All right, uh, that's true. Well, uh, big game yesterday in Mackey there, Kyle. Jaden Ivey uh, with the three to win the game. Purdue on the right side, finally, of a uh, buzzer beater. Uh, I do have sources confirming to me that Jaden Ivey is the Big Ten player of the week. That shouldn't surprise you at all, should it, bud? It was a big shot, um, and a big shot that, that Purdue needed. I mean, I, you know, we, we know that he is uh, a very good player, um, a great player, I think, though, sometimes even great players have a tendency to, to fade into the shadows when the spotlight is on and, and the big moment is there. And there's uh, no doubt that Jaden Ivey is not that kind of guy. He he relishes the, the spotlight and the big moment, and he wants the ball at the end of the game. Uh, he wanted the ball at the end of the game so much uh, yesterday that he didn't run the play and just literally – chased the ball around the three-point line <laughs> until Eric Hunter gave it to him. So uh, he likes the, the spotlight, and he, he came through in a, in a big way, and uh, Purdue was able to, to get the victory. Of course, the bugaboo in this one for the, uh, for the haters uh, is that another huge double-digit lead, with about 18 at one point, gets whittled down to where this game becomes in question. Uh, they've done this a little bit too often, for some people's liking, Kyle, uh, where they have the double-digit lead and it gets you know whittled down here late in the game, um, is this a problem for Purdue or is this hey life in the Big Ten is tough? These teams are tough, you know. Ohio State, what 16th ranked team in the country? Um, should we just chalk it up them being good? Or are you more concerned about Purdue? Well, I, I don't think Purdue should ignore it. I, I think it's definitely something now that, that the Boilermakers have enough of a history with that it is something that, that needs to be addressed. And I'm sure Matt Painter will, you know, try to do his best. I mean, it's a, it's a play or two here or there, right? I mean, it's a turnover in the backcourt. It's a couple more made free throws. And, you know, if you do those things, uh, then, you know, maybe you see that lead cut to, to, to three or five or whatever, but, but not uh, sort of the danger zone that it got to when, when Ohio State tied the game up. I think we can't lose track also, Jared, that, that Purdue had a 20-point lead. I mean, Purdue did great things to build a 20-point lead against the number 16 team in the country. And I, I think that we can't ignore that aspect of it also, that Purdue played really well for the first 30 or 35 minutes. Now they have to clean some things up because it's you know it's been Illinois and Rutgers and, and Ohio State and Wisconsin and 
you know, they've lost leads, and then in a couple of those instances have actually then lost the game. And so what do you need to do? You need to, you know, value possessions in the last five minutes. Uh, you need to rebound. I think that is something that has gotten lost a little bit. Purdue has given up some offensive boards uh, when it, you know, could have, you know, if it corrals the, the three-pointer, the first fantasy miss against Indiana, uh, instead of that ball trickling out of bounds, then, you know, Purdue very likely wins that game. Um, you know, hit your free throws, things like that. So, uh, you know, it's nice to get a victory, but it's nice to get one too where you, you still feel like Purdue can get a little bit better than what it has played, and it's played pretty well. It's 18-3 and and the number four team in the country. We're talking with Kyle Charters here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Um, are you surprised after the Iowa game, which was a 10-point margin of victory, uh, that you – you you intentionally tried to jinx it at halftime by bringing up Rick Mount bobblehead night <laughs> and, and what happened? There you go. That uh, that it got a little that that lead trickled back down again. They were actually able to overcome your bad luck. How impressed were you by that effort? Well, as you know, I'm always trying to put the hex on everybody. On, you are. On Twitter, me too. You know uh, what I had to do to do that to get off of me? I mean, uh, all co- witch doctors. <laughs> I had to learn some voodoo, like all kinds of stuff. Man, your bad your your bad luck is strong. But, you know, again, it's another game in which Purdue had a lead and it gives it up. Now it's on the road against an Iowa team that I think is is very capable offensively of shooting its way back into the contest. <clears throat> to me, Iowa is a better team than its record. I keep feeling that way, and they keep proving me wrong, uh, which is a little bit annoying. But I, I thought that was a dangerous game for Purdue and, and for Purdue now to have gone to Iowa and gotten that win and now having won again and, and ran the winning streak to three games with, um, you know, a trip to Minnesota, which you would imagine Purdue would be a pretty decent favorite. And, and then a home game against Michigan, where if Purdue was a nine and a half point favorite to Ohio state, you'd imagine that would be 11 or 12 to Michigan. So you've got a chance here to, you know, as you get into the second half of the big 10, really maybe put a little bit of a, a string together and, uh, you know, being just a, a game back in the loss column is, is not a bad place to be. Kyle, you know, for years we have sat around as Purdue fans and we have hollered at the Big Ten officials. And, and the, the biggest thing was always they need to learn how to officiate the big guys. So whether we had the, the Swanigans or the Isaac Hosses or the Matt Harms, it always seems like they never really got a great shake uh, from the officials because – you know, they're so daggone big. I'm starting to feel like the officials have finally come around a little bit on this because I think you you put Zach Eady out there, I don't know, like six seasons ago or something, he's fouling out at the half because of where his elbows tend to be. Now I feel like mm-hmm. that the officials actually have gotten it a little bit. Are you seeing the same thing? Do you feel like they finally maybe learned how to officiate with some of these uh, uh, big guys that Purdue continues to bring in? You know, I, I don't know. It's not, not really something I considered, I guess. I, I think Zach Eady has done a pretty good job of of staying out of foul trouble. I mean, of, of, of not getting himself in a position where he's, you know, getting those elbows into people. Now, one thing that he does that he gets away with, and, and he, he does turn and sort of, you know, he creates a little bit of space with his with his upper body, and the, the officials have not sort of caught on to, to how he's doing that. Now, maybe that's not really a foul because he 
you know, he's turning and then sort of using his upper body to create some space when he's down there in the paint. And, and, you know, I prefer that the officials let them play a little bit, but I, I think that Edie has gotten pretty good at getting the ball in the post, especially when he gets the ball deep, making a move. And then, you know, when he's got a big guy on him, sort of using his body to create a little bit of space for himself. So, um, I, I think that he's got some moves down that sort of keep that elbow from from connecting with, with the defender that has really helped him in that regard not to get into at least that kind of foul trouble. While he has had you know a couple instances where he's had some foul trouble, I think that's going to happen for any big guy. Um, he really hasn't had any disastrous moments that we've perhaps seen in the past. Kyle, just a game between Purdue, who sits at fourth, and Wisconsin and Illinois, who sit at the top of the Big Ten rankings, you throw in Michigan State just a half game back at seven and two. You know Purdue at seven and three. Who's got the inside track here? Who do you think is the favorite right now out of those four to win the Big Ten? Well, that's a good question. I, I you know, Purdue still goes what two Michigan State, and two Wisconsin, right? So, and they still got um, one more against Illinois, right? Yeah, the Illinois game at home here in a midweek game sandwich between those two Michigan games. Mm-hmm. Um, so Purdue's definitely got opportunity. Um, you know, it's going to have to go on the road and, and win a game at least, if not a couple of games. I, I think if I was to handicap that race, I mean, I, I think there's a possibility that, it, that it's Wisconsin um, because Wisconsin has won at Purdue. They'll get, they'll get Purdue back at home. I think that Michigan State's record, while I like the Spartans, is probably a little bit inflated by uh, what was an easier or the easiest first five or six games of all those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Illinois still has to go to Purdue. I don't know what the rest of its schedule's like. It has been so beat up. I'm not, I think I read that Curbelo, Coburn, and one of the other players, either Williams or Plummer, I'm not sure which one it was, they have only been on the court together for 85 minutes this season. Oh, wow. Which, you know, is just pretty remarkable considering how good they have been this year. If, if all three of those guys, or if just the whole team really could could stay healthy, I think that Illinois, you know, would have an opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, I put some power rankings together every week, and, I, and then this week I'm having a little bit of trouble figuring out which of those four teams goes where, one through four. I just – I don't know. My feel still is that Purdue has the highest – ceiling i don't know if that means purdue wins the big 10 because it's a you know it's got the the one extra loss but i still feel like if i'm going to put teams in order of what their ceiling is i'm going purdue illinois wisconsin michigan state i would agree with that wholeheartedly there you go kyle charters again uh does he's uh for tradition right they just go to uh, saturdaytradition.com they can they can read this stuff or uh, you know, follow them on Twitter at your own risk, I guess. Um, you laugh. Yes, you are. Those power rankings drop uh, tomorrow at noon, Tuesdays at noon, and so you can try and figure out uh, or you can see what I figured out and what order to put those in. Because I started working on yesterday. I think I've got five through 14 all sort of you know, locked in there. There's a game tonight. Uh, Iowa plays at Penn State, so I'm you know, making an assumption, I think, a little bit on the outcome of that game at least as of now, but uh, one through four, I, I don't know. Put them, in a, put them in a Yahtzee jar and spin them out and see what you get. At least you know Nebraska's on the bottom. That's the easy one. You can start right That's, there. Yeah, they're not very good. <laughs> 
Make sure you mute him on Thursday before he brings up the Robbie Hummel thing when they go to the bar and, like, you know he's going to do it the half. Kyle Charters, everybody. Hey, thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure talking with you, even though we joke this much. Uh, it's always great to be talking some hoops, miss doing it on a regular occasion. But, hey, at least uh, at least it's happy times right now in West Lafayette, buddy. No doubt about it. Thanks, Jared. Hey, take care of yourself, Kyle. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And uh, more of the Hammer Down Show coming up next. Eberfluss, man. Uh, it's an interesting uh, presser that he had today. We'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll get you the Caesar Sportsbook Report and more coming up here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017.